0: Welcome in, friend. This is 500 Seconds to Joy, and I'm your host, Stephanie. This is a podcast for the busy mom who needs a little extra joy in her day. I will chat with you for just a few minutes and share some encouraging words and biblical truth. I also have fabulous guests who are sure to inspire you and remind you that you matter, and you were created for a divine purpose. Get ready to be encouraged, lovely friend, and soak in the words to the song you're about to hear. It was composed by Crystal and Bobby from Flow Uptuous. May it speak to your sweet mama heart in to take a breath now, a sweet moment for you. And it's time to acknowledge all the things
1: that you do. Oh mama, don't you worry.
0: Welcome back to 500 Seconds to Joy. I'm your host, Stephanie. This is part two of my conversation with Megan Fate Marshman. She wrote the book, Meant for Good, The Adventure of Trusting God and His Plans for You. She really goes into depth in this book about Jeremiah 29. That's what the book is based on, how God's plans are for good. What does that really mean? What does it mean to hope in God? What does it mean to trust Him? Megan and I get really deep in this conversation. And if you didn't listen to part one yet, you totally can or jump in right here. Listen in, friends. There's so much for you here. Megan is so wise. She's an incredible author, speaker, Bible teacher. She's a ministry leader. She does so much for God and building up his kingdom. I'm so honored to talk with her. And we just had a really incredible conversation. I feel like this is also a unique Kind of interview because we ask each other questions back and forth. It's not just me asking Megan questions. She asks me questions. I go into depth about things I've experienced in my life and how God has been good to me and how I've been able to learn to trust him day by day. I know you're going to enjoy this conversation, friend. So let's get to it.
1: And when we look at like a person that trusts, it will look different to the people around us. And I wonder if God's plan for the people around us happens to be a transformed you. So you have to take it seriously. So let me ask this for every listener, because my goodness, if you were to take the time to answer this question, I believe God would begin to do a massive work in your life. So here it is, man. I feel like I'm setting it up for the biggest point in the world. You ready? Here it is. How do you think God is using the very thing you're going through to form you more into the likeness of Jesus? That's his plan. He can use betrayal to form you into a forgiver. He can use loss. He can use loss. He can use rejection. Jesus understands what we're going through. And he's the man of sorrows. And he lived with joy in the midst. That's why I love the title of yours is because it's not exempt. Trials are not exempt from joy. And when we have joy, we have everything that we need. Stephanie I love the title. Amen. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's just a snippet. Oh,
0: that came I mean like the, the title of the podcast came from God. It really did. It was something he put on my heart and I just love everything you said Megan and your book really goes into depth more. And I I love what you say about you know just realizing what that verse really means. And you know what's funny I I kind of didn't realize it until I read your book. I mean, I had a pretty good understanding of Jeremiah 29. Then I read your book and I felt like, whoa, okay, okay. This is way deeper than I thought it was. So I really appreciate how you go so in depth. And I thought when I first started the book, I thought, wow, she's going to just focus on this verse. And then as you unpack it, I mean, there's so much there because it's true. God's plans are good and there is something good that comes out of our struggles. And I just want to share, you know, with my mom's cancer, for example, I could answer that question by saying, you know, I love to control things. I love to know what's going to happen next. I love to feel like I've got it all figured out. But you know what? I don't. That's God. And that's pride. And I've kind of had to realize that over this past year and a half that my wanting to control everything, have everything go a certain way, have my life look a certain way, have family stuff just go so smoothly. And then, boom, my mom gets sick. And I'm like, what? Wait a minute. My sense of control is just completely shattered. And I realized that. I was sort of basing my joy on circumstance. And it's interesting that I started a podcast about joy and joy based on God. And I kind of have had to feel like a fraud a little bit this past year and a half, kind of like, what? Do I even believe this? Do I even believe that I can feel joyful in the midst of sorrow and pain and suffering? And God has taken me on this journey, and I know He will continue to, of surrendering to Him, of Meeting him where I am, talking to him, being honest with him, having real prayer, real conversation with him, seeing what the Bible really has to say, not just reading a verse here and there and saying, okay, I did my time for the day. No, really diving in. And that's why your book really is an opportunity to transform the way we view scripture, the way we view God. And Let's end with talking about this amazing promise God gives us in Jeremiah 29, 13. Ooh. If we seek God, if we seek God, we will find him. Mm. Such a good promise.
1: <laughs> Such a good promise. Ah. There is so, the best promise. It's there are the so best. many scriptures, or there. Okay, so there's a lot of songs written about God's promises, and I feel like we mm-hmm. sing them. I wish the verses outlined. I wish the verses in the songs outlined what the promises are, because it's so easy to sing. All your promises are yes, and, and it's a great song. I love that song. I just wish it was like verse one. In James, it says that if you need wisdom, ask for it because He'll give it to you.
0: I yes. Just said
1: that. <laughs> Or Jeremiah 29, 13, if you really need to find God, then make sure it's him you're seeking and not yourself.
0: Make mm-hmm. sure
1: it's him you're seeking and not good feelings. Make sure it's him you're seeking and not your healing. Make sure it's him you're seeking because if you seek to find him, listen to the promise. He will be found by you. So let's get, yeah, I love ending on this practical place. So, all right, maybe you're going, okay, I want to trust God. Okay, I want to, Jeremiah 29, I want to know more. I want to do all this. Okay, I would say just take him up on his promise. Find him everywhere and in everything because he promises to be found. So practically, because I like getting practical, open your Bible and have the sole agenda to figure out who God is. Figure out his character. I even have been walking on New Believer through the book of John and we ask four questions. So if you're wondering to know how to revamp your Bible study, here you go. Number one, what's true about God? And the reason that's good news is because who he was is who he is and who he will forever be. He will be that tomorrow. Whereas if we just search for ourselves, we're pretty inconsistent (laughs) So what's true about God? But then after you sit in that, find that character attribute that you need to know about who he is, then in light of that second question, what is God revealing about me? Allow him to do that work. And he may use your emotions. He may use your experience. He may use your suffering. He may use your pain. He may use any thought that comes into your brain. Then thirdly, where's the gospel? The whole Bible is pointing to Jesus. Where can he be found? And what can that truth, about him why he came why he died why he's resurrected what's that gospel truth and how does it collide with precisely where you're at and then fourthly this is the practical part how is the holy spirit leading you to respond and you sit in prayer with those questions but specifically the last one you'll live what you receive and you know. And when you realize that you're nothing, (laughs) a lot of your motives are not as pure as God's, that our character doesn't always align with him, that we can ask him to teach us how to get there so that we can be transformed more into the likeness of Jesus so that when people encounter us, they can find him. And for all you mamas, I have to get practical with this one as well. One way we find God as a family is we do do the highs and lows of the day or happy crappies or hills and valleys. I know everyone has different language, but we started adding this one how'd you find God today? It's the best. And the best part is my kids know it's coming. So they look for him throughout the day because when we seek to find him, we'll find who we're looking for. And when we have found him in the day, we are equipped with everything we need to experience and to know and to live out of the freedom and joy that he's promised.
0: Wow. Thank you, Megan. Can you end on a prayer for all of oh,
1: us? And, yes. yes. Just fact, speak life. Yeah. I can do that. If you uh, are not driving, extend your hands, palms facing up. But if you're driving, keep your hands on the wheel. <laughs> uh, <but> the reason <laughs> I do that is It's such a different posture than imagine. Do you remember when you were like a little girl and like your mom or your dad, when you were going the wrong way and they grabbed your arm and it kind of hurt. Um, that's what it feels like. That straining. Not the experience of what I felt like to be grabbed, but that parent grabbing those are really monumental and important moments in very dangerous areas of life, but it's dangerous to hold that posture all the time on your kid and God's not holding that posture on us. We don't have to strain for our futures and hold it like we're holding a kid uh, when they're doing something bad. Imagine if your posture in life was simply with your hands open, palms facing up, because the truth is God has entrusted us things. So imagine holding something like your kids, holding your future careers, holding your future, holding your vocation, not grabbing it, not grasping it, because that's strenuous. That's exhausting. It's not what God intended. So with your hands open, palms facing up, I do want to pray this over you listener, may you know, I'll just, I'll just give you God's word. Cause that's what you need more than mine. May you know that God did not give you a spirit of fear. So if you're experiencing fear of anything other than of God himself and his power, that is not from him. He did not give you a spirit of fear or timidity. If you have that hesitancy, that timid presence, that's not from him, but rather may you know that God has given you a spirit of power. You can do this of love the world needs love and of self-discipline get in his word be disciplined heavenly father i pray that this would not just be a nice scripture but it'd be words to receive and would we live out of these words not to live in fear or timidity but in power in love and self-discipline to get us there heavenly father i pray for each person that has their arms extended would they receive your love so they would know how to give it would they see how you've disciplined us for our good so we would know how to live disciplined lives? And Lord, I pray that we would see your power in your words. And then we would see the power you've given to us by the dwelling of the Holy Spirit, Lord, so that we want confident and secure with hope of the future that is secure so we could be confident, loving, and joyful in the now. Father, we need your spirit to enli- take these truths and light them on fire in our lives. So Lord, do we have your way as we open ourselves to you, we pray.
0: Amen.